0: Welcome back, my friends. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. I've titled today's episode, It's Getting Hot in Here. Last time I recorded for the podcast, I was sitting with my sister on a sweltering day in Alberta, savoring our last few days before my trip back home. We had an incredible time together, made some memories that will certainly last for a lifetime. One of the elements of the trip that I really enjoyed so much was the temperature. Now, I'm a summer girl through and through. Every day that I visited was between 90 and 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Western Canada actually hit record high temps in early July with a Canadian record temperature being broken from the past. A new temperature record of a sweltering 46.6 degrees Celsius, 115.9 degrees Fahrenheit in Lytton, British Columbia, Canada. We are not exactly renowned for our heat waves, my friends. Even though I enjoy warm summer temperatures, I am always aware that with the heat often comes fire. Some devastating wildfires, including one which tragically destroyed the town of Leighton that I just mentioned that hit that temperature record, are raging across the west as we speak in direct result of the heat, which dries everything out so quickly. And then one strike of lightning or human error such as fireworks or a cigarette butt, and disaster can strike. For this reason, fire is most often associated with devastation and destruction. We often associate it with tragedy when something goes horribly wrong, a house fire or a barn burning down, a forest fire, an automobile accident that ends up in a burst of flames. It's terrifying, heart-wrenching and unimaginable to place yourself into the shoes of someone who has lived through, experienced loss from, or had their world turned upside down by fire. I honestly can say it is my greatest fear. In thinking about fire, I began to think about what the Bible says about it. We can find many examples of fire in the Bible. However, one of the most memorable examples of it comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verses 1 to 28, where we hear the story of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace. In this chapter, which I'm going to read from the message translation, which is, if you're not familiar, it's a version of the Bible that translates scripture into modern day text, just to make it a little more relatable. So we learn about how King Nebuchadnezzar, who built a gold statue and wanted everyone to worship this statue, and we know that In our commandments, God has told us that we shall not idolize any other gods. So this was a big conflict right away. But he built this statue that was gold. It stood 90 feet high and 9 feet thick. He made sure it stood out amongst everything else in Babylon. He invited everybody who was a somebody to the dedication ceremony for it and proclaimed in a loud voice, "'Attention, everyone, every race, color, and creed, listen.' When you hear the band strike up, all the trumpets and trombones, the tubas and baritones, the drums and cymbals, fall to your knees and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Anybody who does not kneel and worship shall be thrown immediately into a roaring furnace. And indeed, everyone did. They fell to their knees and worshiped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Everyone, except for three men, named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men refused to worship the golden statue. A furious King Nebuchadnezzar confronted them and said, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you don't respect my gods and refuse to worship the golden statue that I set up? I'm giving you a second chance, but from now on, when the band strikes up, you must go to your knees and worship the statue I have made." If you don't worship it, you will be pitched into a roaring furnace, no questions asked. Who is the God who can rescue you from my power? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered King Nebuchadnezzar, Your threat means nothing to us. If you throw us into the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace. And anything else you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a difference. We still wouldn't serve your gods, or worship the golden statue you set up. Nebuchadnezzar, his face purple with anger, cut off Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace fired up, seven times hotter than usual. He ordered some strong men from the army to tie them up, and throw them into the roaring furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bound hand and foot, fully dressed from head to toe, were pitched into the roaring furnace." Because the king was in such a hurry and the furnace was so hot, flames from the furnace killed the men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to it. While the fire raged about them, suddenly King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm and said, Didn't we throw three men bound hand and foot into the fire? That's right, O king, they said. But look, he said, I see four men walking around freely in the fire completely unharmed and the fourth man looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar went to the door of the roaring furnace and called in, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the high god, come out here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked out of the fire. All the important people, the government leaders and king's counselors, gathered around to examine them and discovered that the fire hadn't so much as touched the three men, not a hair singed, not a scorch mark on their clothes, not even the smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They ignored the king's orders and laid their bodies on the line rather than serve or worship any god but their own. When life is going for you as only life can, unpredictable, confusing, feeling like you're going one step forward and two steps back. Don't we often feel like we have been tossed into the fire of reality at times? Isn't this how life can feel? Don't we often feel like we are in a furnace of emotions, a pressure cooker of responsibility, an inferno of uncertainty, a raging fire of turmoil, ups and downs, celebrations and devastations? Doesn't life make you feel... Like, sometimes you just can't take the heat any longer. How much longer can you be in this situation? When will things get easier? When will your burden lighten? When will you be brought out of the fire and showered with the rains? Why is it that we all feel this way at times? What is the point of the fires in our lives? Well, although you don't get to pick and choose your fires... You certainly can decide if you are going to allow the fires life brings you to scorch, singe, and burn you, or if you will allow God to walk alongside you, allow Him to use those flames to mold, bend, and change you for the better, and then emerge from them unscathed, undefeated, and unbroken. The fires are inevitable, but you choose whether you enter the furnace alone or with the Almighty. Have you ever watched a blacksmith turn a seemingly unimpressive piece of iron into something valuable, purposeful, and strong? They begin by taking the metal and placing it into an inferno of hot ash and flame. Over time, the metal goes from rigid, solid, and dark to blazing orange, malleable, and moldable. Once the metal is literally blazing hot, The blacksmith then removes it from the direct heat and lays it against a metal slab, and with a heavy hammer, he pounds away at the metal until it begins to flatten, bend, and take the shape of what it is that he is creating. It takes unimaginable heat, patience, persistence, and hundreds of hits with the hammer before the metal becomes anything even remotely useful. Once forged through heat and pressure, the metal is then plunged into water to cool quickly and solidify back to solid metal that is actually then physically stronger than it was before. Whether the metal eventually becomes a sword, a knife, a horseshoe, or a key, its purpose and value are determined by the blacksmith. And without the heat, pressure, patience, and all of those bangs with the hammer, it would never become what it was intended to be. You and I, my sister, are also being molded, formed, and given an important purpose through the heat, pressure, and waiting that we do in our own lives. You are being challenged, fired up, and pounded down. Each hardship you experience, each obstacle, conflict, and setback you face are all preparing you for the purpose that God has for you. You don't yet know what he is using the fire for. But rest assured, you will emerge better and stronger than when you were tossed in. You may be facing battles right now that you don't want to fight. You might be facing realities you don't want to acknowledge. And scenarios in life that make no sense to you right now. Trust me, nobody wants to be in the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not want to be placed In the fire. But wasn't it in the fire that God appeared to protect them? Isn't it in our fires that we most require God by our side for protection also? You might be going through things right now that are so very difficult, times of struggle that you just don't understand. Why me? Why now? Why this? I'm wondering though. How much stronger and more refined and clear of your purpose will you be when you emerge from all of this? Because this fire will not last forever. Nor will it be the only one you encounter. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had the courage to recognize that with God on their side, they could not be destroyed. They had faith in whatever the outcome, that they would continue to put their trust in him and only worship him. In a similar way, we are being called to do the same. Sure, it might be a time of discomfort right now, and things might be hard. Life isn't perfect. But guess what, my sister? It never will be perfect. Not in this world. We need to stop complaining about the heat in our lives and embrace the flames because they are being used to forge us over time. You aren't the same person you were as a child. You aren't the same person you were 10 years ago. Heck, you weren't even the same person you were yesterday. Every new challenge we face is like a little wisp of flame, which changes us in some way. And I think the question we need to ask at this point is do you want to be in the fire of life alone Feeling the heat, feeling the pain, feeling the burn? Or like the three men in the furnace, would you be comforted to know that you don't have to be alone? As God and his angels will happily walk alongside you, protect you, and allow you to emerge unscorched, unsinged, but yet closer to the person you were meant to be. I don't know about you, but I am asking God to change me Into who he intended for me to be. And I want him to use the flames that I encounter in my life to get me to that vision that God had when he created me. And I'm not going to fall victim to the things that the King Nebuchadnezzar's of our day want us to focus on. I'm not going to be distracted by what doesn't matter and what isn't important. So, Don't let yourself fall into that trap either. The enemy wants us to focus on what makes life easy and what makes life comfortable. But you know what? We don't want to fall into that trap. Let the inferno that you're going through today forge you into the person that you are meant to be tomorrow, stronger, more refined, and with a purpose that our creator has given you. Ladies, I'd love if we can just take a moment to pray and to ask God to use these fires in our lives to help us become closer to who he meant for us to be. Okay. So let's take a second. We'll pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of a brand new day and a brand new week that we can enjoy, that we can use no matter what you bring to us into our lives to refine us and to make us stronger, to emerge from the challenges and troubles and problems of today in a better way for tomorrow. You're building us up through what we persevere through. Lord, we thank you for all the goodness of today. No matter what situation we're in, I ask that we can look at the blessings that are there too. We know that even in the fires of our lives, there are drops of rain that are the blessings of our, our day. And we need to recognize and see those. Lord, despite all of the temptations and all of the distractions that our modern day world throws at us, Lord, we ask that you give us the courage and the commitment to just stay in faith and not become distracted, not become focused on the things that don't matter. We ask that all of those just become small distractions that we can walk past on our journey towards where you want to take us. And Lord, I want to also pray today for everybody who is literally being affected by fires, by by real fires, because we know that in summertime, parts of Canada and, and parts of the U.S., we do experience um, areas where there is real, literal fire. And Lord, i Ask that you bless those emergency teams, those first responders, the people who are out there on the front line working towards putting those fires out. That affects people's homes and communities and wildlife and and everything is just turmoil through that. We really ask that your hand is um, there for those who are in those areas directly and that we ask for their safety and for the safety of the of the people working to put out those fires. Lord, we ask for your protection and provision for everybody listening today, for their families, and that you take the fire that everybody's experiencing, the fires of our day, fires of our week, and our lives, that you take those and that you use them to make us stronger, to use them to make us better. Let us please have faith that that is what you're working in today. We ask all of this in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you for committing time each week to listening. If this is your first week listening or if you were coming back every week, I wanted to say thank you. I really do appreciate it. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, make sure to share it out with somebody else who you think might benefit from, you know, some of the teachings and some of the lessons that we talk about as we go. You know, our Bibles are number one source of info for how we need to live and how we need to live happily. Because we know so many people are out there living, they're slugging through their days, they're just getting through the motions, right? But we are learning how to faith our day and put our faith and trust into God and His Word and His teachings to make sure that we are going to get to the end of our day feeling great about how we lived and knowing that we are getting closer to the purpose that God built us for and made us for and that we each have a different purpose and that when we can find that, gosh, the true happiness that we can discover is just incredible. I hope that you have a fantastic week. I wish you all of God's blessings today from my heart to yours. Bye for now. (music)